Hello and welcome to Heart Yoga Radio. Well, today's been uh, full of fun and games. Just before we left the house to go and do our podcast and nails, we got the absolute up-to-the-minute latest breaking news to make sure we were completely up to speed with what we were going to talk about. <laughs> we went round the hill and we recorded the podcast and then when we got back two hours later the Tories had U-turned so fast that part of the, what we had talked about was well out of date already. So we're recording a little thing on the front here just to uh, mention this because otherwise when you're listening to the podcast you'll be going oh that this this is a bit out of date that didn't happen it was all it was all different but it was just it just happened so fast and it just is it just made me laugh a lot when we when we came back and uh they'd yet another highly embarrassing u-turn that they've been forced into so uh here's the detail of how our podcast was uh, out of date we reported in the podcast what we'd heard on Sky News just prior to leaving the house and also what we'd heard early in the morning on Radio 4 that uh, Javid, the Secretary of State for Health, had been tested positive for COVID. And because he'd been in meetings with colleagues in the Cabinet the previous day, that... Boris Johnson and Rishi Sunak, at least those two, had been pinged by the app and instructed to isolate for, I think it's a week or ten days. It was then announced that uh, Johnson and Sunak wouldn't be isolating because uh, Number 10 Downing Street were taking part in a trial of a... uh, a testing regime in which people are tested when they get to work in the morning with a rapid test. And if they return a negative test, that they can actually go into work. And I presume if they get a positive test, that they, they go home then and isolate or whatever is appropriate. And we report in, in the podcast that the media were making the point that this was a bad look and that it looked very much like a one rule for them and another rule for us. Uh, Again, there have already been numerous occasions on which this has been levelled against the government, starting with Dominic Cummings' infamous trip up north. And that was the state of play when we left out, because when we got back... Uh, everything had changed and it had been announced that Johnson and Sunak would, after all, isolate. And the word in the media is that this was a result of uh, quite a lot of pressure coming their way from social media. Now, I did then have a look at Twitter and there does seem to be a lot of activity around this issue and a lot of opinion from many sides of the political spectrum that, that yes this does look like one rule for them another rule for everybody else anyway it's no reason not to listen to the podcast uh, that is only one kind of small fragment of it and there is in the podcast a general point made and uh, our analysis uh, seeks to bring out some some generalities and some methods of analyzing that we can use in all kinds of situations 
And of course, current affairs do, do shift very, very rapidly, and uh, especially when you live in interesting times as we do. Anyway, here it is for your uh, delight and edification. Hello and welcome to Heart Yoga Radio. So, interesting times are still happening and here is our next episode, particularly concentrating on the pandemic because tomorrow is Freedom Day! Hurrah! (laughs) (laughs) Freedom for the the virus to replicate exponentially and mutate to (laughs) its heart desire. It's a wonderful, wonderful day for the virus tomorrow. So we're particularly talking about the uh, lifting of restrictions, which our wonderful new health secretary, Savi Javid, has come up with, which really feels a lot like throwing all the progress that we've made just straight into the bin. And given that there was a YouGov poll asking the question, would you like... Uh, masks to remain mandatory uh, on public transport, public spaces, shops, etc. And the and 71% of people want the masks to remain in place. Yeah. Now, it seems that Javid is taking a massive risk in many respects, not only with the uh, the health of the nation, of course, but uh, politically for himself and the Tory party in general to be get be, be going very much against the flow of what the mm. public actually want for their own safety. So why is he doing this? So I've been looking into Javid himself and it would seem that he openly admits that he's a Randian and reads the, the Ayn Rand books every year seems to be pretty much devoted to this ideology. I knew a little bit about Ayn Rand, but not that much, so I decided to start digging into it to see if I could just have a little window into the mind of this person who's making big decisions about my life. Mm. So where I've got to so far is, in a nutshell, Ayn Rand strongly believed that selfishness was a virtue. So it chimes in very well with Thatcherism and uh, neoliberalism, which is premised on the idea that there is no such thing as society, only individuals. It's highly individualistic, isn't it? Yes, and you should only do things that benefit for yourself, like that does the selfishness. And Ayn Rand herself was completely... She sort of saw... welfare state and socialised healthcare and social care as as some sort of evil, actual evil. The work of the devil. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Very, uh, I mean, really, if if you were to allow Rand to create the world completely in line with her ideology, it would be extremely dark dystopia. The only people who would be having a good time 
would be the rich people because they would be completely at liberty to indulge any whim that they wanted whilst being comfortable in the knowledge that they were virtuous people. They they were still allowed them to feel like they were good people, feel good about themselves, no matter how much harm or suffering they were causing other people because they were living up to this ideology where their happiness their own personal happiness was more important than anything else it was the shining jewel that they had to attain (laughs) so for a rich person that's quite easy you know but um this is clearly a a demented uh, ideology yeah oh god it's absolutely bonkers bonkers you know and uh that you know if you're old and poor you should basically just die in the gutter as nature intended, yeah. right? Yeah. But the thing is that once Rand had to actually live her own ideology, she didn't like it because in her later years, she became very ill and she'd used all the money building up this massive cult round herself, which I've also been looking into, which was just astonishing full-on cult absolutely horrible Uh, but that aside she spent all the money on her cult and her medical bills so she ended up with the last few years of her life on social security on social security so (laughs) a little bit of a contradiction there she should have gone died in the gutter just like she'd been telling everyone else they should do all this time (laughs) so it's you know obviously it's it's one rule for for her and (laughs) Uh, another other yeah. rules for everybody else. It's clearly a load of bollocks. Well, I do know it's a load of bollocks because I've met quite a few people who are obviously Randian cultists. Until you did this research, though, Anna, I didn't realise the extent uh, that there was a cult around it. You know, because it doesn't make sense if it's if it's not if it's an individualistic ideology, hyper individualistic ideology. Why, why would anybody form a cult or join a cult under its rubric? It makes no sense, does it? It's like totally contradict. There's a contradiction right at the heart of it there. Yeah. Given the fact, and it was, it was a cult based on a chain of bullying, really, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, some people in cults have a lot of fun, you know, so free love cults and things. <laughs> but um, I think this this sounded it's a pretty fucking doer. Yeah, absolutely them. miserable. But I, the deeper I, you got, I've met them. You know, you know, sort of mostly sort of in virtual spaces where they they turn up and they've got all the answers. And they're usually and, young people as well. Yeah. which is why it's surprising that uh, Javid it. seems to be completely still bewitched yeah. by it enough to the point where he will take this yeah. massive risk. Yeah. Uh, for him personally, for yeah. his, his career, the, for the Tories yeah. and for the health of the nation yeah. and for the world, actually, because if the uh, the virus is allowed to just wildly replicate through a partially vaccinated population, the chances of us getting a vaccine-resistant variant becomes ever more likely. I mean, can you imagine the consequences for the world if yeah. by... In a few weeks' time, we have a new variant, yeah. Yeah. and the vaccine is just useless yeah. for everyone in the world. Right, right, right. And it was the Tories that did it, right? So he must be absolutely in the thrall of this stupid, stupid person, uh, Rand, yeah. um, to make a crazy, insane decision like that. Yeah. You know, and it's usually the, the young people, they, they get into it, 
And as they grow up and get a little bit more mature, they realise it's shit. Yeah. But he hasn't realised it's shit yet. I mean, yeah. how, how immature is this man? I remember he was a Chancellor of the Exchequer. Because <laughs> as, I, as I said, it chimes with neoliberalism and he was a neoliberal chan Chancellor. And neoliberalism, you know, is like Randianism, opposes any kind of state intervention. And collectivism in general, you know, including trade unions and so forth. So you can see why he might, as, as an ex-kind of city banker and ex-chancellor of the Exchequer and a committed neoliberal, he might well subscribe to this the monstrous and, and, and stupid do doctrine. Of, well, I call it objectivism. And objective is the very last thing that it is. It's very hard to find any other explanation for why, why he would take such a decision and, and then impose it on the Cabinet. And of course, I should mention, you know, just as a point of detail, that in Wales, uh, masks are still mandatory on public transport and healthcare settings, and probably in the shops for a while. That's because we've got some sensible people in yeah, charge. Yeah, Scot and Scotland the same. And, and on London transport, of course, the Mayor of London, Sadiq Khan, you know, instructed Transport for London, which he has jurisdiction over, to enforce mask wearing on uh, buses, buses and the tube. So... Uh, plus, as you say, there's, there's popular support for continuing with that measure for a while yet. Instead of giving a conflictive message, I'll be sensible, we advise you to wear it, but you don't have to if you don't want to. Yeah. As usual, I'm trying to draw a sort of uh, a, a useful lesson out of these situations that's got some kind of a general character or an applicability for our understanding beyond the actual piece of current affairs that, that we're analysing in these interesting times podcasts. This is how we can make them a bit different and how we can we can we can use our skill hopefully to good effect in this context. Because so we're not investigative journalists, we have no resources. We have to rely on what's on what's circulating. And what I'd say about it is this for me the situation points to certain contradictions. I mean, firstly, uh, within Randianism, uh, that Randianism, Randianism can produce a cult, a really t tight and sort of quite nasty cult, whilst disposing the idea of this of individual sovereignty and, and the virtue of selfishness and the the sinful nature of any kind of collectivist thinking or activity. At the same time, it's produced the cult. I mean, the, the tension there is, is is really obvious. The contradiction, and that contradiction must exist in 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 uh, Savage Javid, as Google described him, didn't they? Savage Javid. <laughs> yeah. Um, after all, he, he occupied one of the high offices of the, of the United Kingdom state, and wielded the power in that office to draw a budget and all the rest of it. So there's the contradictions there straight away. He's doing a job that, according to his core doctrines, his core, his core beliefs, shouldn't even exist. Well, I know you can do some kind of sleight of hand to get round that. But in itself, it points to a contradiction in the Tory party itself. 
that might be even bigger than the contradiction between the Eurofoils and the Eurosceptics, which led to David Cameron calling for a referendum, which uh, then resulted in Brexit and all the, all the attendant uh, shit and uh, consequences that we're now in the midst of and which are developing in <laughs> more or less catastrophic directions. And it's, it's really, it's again, it's a conflict between authoritarianism and Johnson himself has done many authoritarian things since he's been Prime Minister, you know, trying to strengthen the power of the executive away from the power of Parliament and away from the power of the electorate, whilst at the same time espousing freedom talk, you know, and, and, and this polemic, Freedom Day, you know. And the man himself, of course, is a libertine. He's not a social conservative, he's a libertine. He can't even count how many children he's had by, uh, by how many women, you know. He's a libertine. And so, therefore... He's an opportunist. A well, well, he is an opportunist. That's why he turns both ways. Yeah. That's why he faces both ways. Plenty of, plenty of evidence of an authoritarian uh, streak and a direction and, and a, uh, quite a strong effort to uh, accrue power into one small centre of power in the United Kingdom. In, the exec in, a, in an everlasting conservative executive with an ineffectual parliament that it, that it barely has to answer to. That's it, clearly his ambition because he's passed so many uh, rulings and, and, and so forth and initiated so many proceedings to, that move in that direction. At the same time, the man's a libertine, not a social conservative. But of course, it is the Conservative Party and it's got, it's got a great huge number of social conservatives you know, people who do not want customs to change, who will who will push back against, I don't know, gay marriage, gender equality, um, recognition of institutional racism, and 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 making uh, uh, policies and passing measures to uh, uh, mitigate that, and they'll oppose that because they want everything to stay the same, customs-wise, culture-wise, social conservatism. Of course, anybody like that will vote Conservative. Yeah. So you've got, you've got this kind of weird mixture of sort of quasi-libertarians like Javid as a Randian, with its, its uh, emphasis on in, total individual freedom. And, and of course, Dominic Raab is a Randian, he's a confessed Randian as well. You know, permanent adolescence, the two of them, I suppose. Mm -hmm. And it is terrifying, you know, that they can be in high offices of state. So on the one hand, yes, yeah, so on the one hand, uh, uh, libertarians on the one hand, the authoritarians and social conservatives on the others, on the other. And that, not only is that, uh, that tension, that contradiction, shot right the way through uh, conservatism, you know, and of course, that, uh, of course that transpires also in the economic realm, you know, with, with, with the, the notions of freedom that accompany neoliberalism. Even though that's the freedom that they preach for is the freedom of the rich to exploit everybody else without the government telling them to back off a bit. Yeah, or, that's what, they, that's what yeah, they mean by that's freedom. That's what they mean, you know. But yeah. of course, to be consistent, they have to pretend to extend the notions of freedom to the population as a whole. You know, they say, you are free to drag yourself up by your bootstraps and become the President of the United States. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> nobody ever does, you know, without coming to the candidacy without a prior fortune or very rich backers. You know, that's, that's what that means. But nevertheless, it has to pay lip service to freedom as a part of its economic doctrine. You know, but J Johnson said it. 
the freedom to paint your front door any colour you like, and I think, well, big deal, you know. What about the freedom to breathe? What about the freedom to, you know, to breathe clean air? What about the freedom to have to get an education without being in a lifetime of debt? What about what about what about the freedom to organise labour with your friends and your, your comrades and, and produce cooperative uh, um, cooperative uh, enterprises? What about the freedom to protest, which, which of course they are busy dismantling? Yeah, and the freedom to have uh, you know a, a good quality uh, healthcare. Of course. Uh, which they're busy privatising. If you're dead or sick, your freedom is uh, extremely uh, attenuated. In the case mm. of dead, it's abolished, mm. you know. And, of course, that's why, you know, the freedom to not wear a mask becomes kind of stupid because it, it's a freedom that could take from somebody their free, freedom to five, ten years, twenty years of life, you know. The, the amount of people who are sustaining long-term damage, which could affect them for the rest of their lives, is it's, it's quite high. Yeah, they're talking uh, about one in five. Uh, uh, even if they've got fairly mild symptoms of younger people getting uh, organ damage, or the kidney or lung, and the two commonest damages, which is going to it's going to be there. For, it's actual organic damage, so that organ's damaged for the rest of your life. You know. Yeah. So. But of course, now the, now the irony, and I, you, you laughed when I told you this, Anna. It was on, on the news earlier this morning. J- Javid, Savage Javid. <laughs> Just a little aside here, you, Anna was using Google Dictate to, yeah. to type something. No, I was just it? dictating in his name, and that was like, it auto-corrected it to, to Savage Javid. And that's what we're <laughs> going to call him from now yeah. on. Go, Google, Google has christened him Savage Javid. Anyway, oh, sa- yeah, oh, yeah. savage. Cause, cause in those photographs later on, I'll just like that's exactly what he looked like as well. Yeah, he looked Doctor, carry- Doctor <laughs> Evil. <laughs> Sky News portrayed him as Doctor Evil. Didn't oh, it? absolutely. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so, Savage Javid, it's announced this morning, contracted COVID yesterday. So funny because uh, Javid's going to be celebrating a Freedom Day with COVID. Yeah. <laughs> so like the, he's been vaccinated twice, but he still caught it. Said he's not. He don't feel very ill. But of course, they've all been pinged in the cabinet because he was, he was in meetings yesterday and they've all been pinged. But they've, they've got to isolate. That's Johnson and some of the other high Tories. And of course, Javid himself have got to self-isolate. But this is how they've got out of it. They said, Downing Street's a part of a trial where they wouldn't isolate. What they would do is they would... They would have uh, rapid rapid testing every morning when they go into the office. They won't go any. They won't sort of mix socially outside of offices, but they will go to work. So they are going to be going to to Downing Street on the excuse that they're a part of this trial, where they're trialling like rapid testing first thing in the morning in offices, as a way of getting the economy going uh-huh. and not making people... I, I wonder how the people who were going to uh, catch the virus from them in that working environment are going to feel about that. Well, they're having a test, and if they, if they, test, negative, if they test positive, they, they then have to go home or to mm. hospital or whatever. Unless, it's, of course, that's just a big fat lie. It, unless it's a big fat lie, which wouldn't surprise me. Uh, yeah. And, uh, um, you know, it does look like an excuse. And, as you, as you said, this is not a very good look for them, is it? no. I mean, I do, I do think that the, the beginning of the end with this lot, to be honest with you. God, you know, they'll manage so. it by just getting rid of Johnson's and other matter. We will see on that. But the, 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 good, the good thing is that this, this decision about the um, 
about uh, Freedom Day and everyone like, taking off their masks <laughs> and getting the virus. It's not. Yeah. It's it's not really. It's it's all the Tories are in, in for this one. It's not just Johnson, is yeah. it? This time it's going to tie all of them. Uh, this story broke just a few minutes before we left the house this morning. So we had a, we just had a quick look to see how it would been reported about. Oh well, you know. These folks, these high-up folks, don't really have to isolate like everybody else because they're kind of special. Yeah. And there's a sort of, we're going to just get round it by some testing-type thing. It, co- it, comes across, it comes across like that. But, but the interesting thing was, not the report, but how it was reported. Yeah. Now, it, we saw this. It was a, a Sky News report, just a very short report. And the presenter didn't just say oh they're not really isolating because of this this and this just suck it up fuck off folks um he did actually say i did all present it in a way that this is going to invite criticisms from labor and it's going to be he was telling the audience what to think about this and, and he said um what you need to look at here is the fact that there's one rule for them and a different rule for you and it was it, it it wasn't just presented as oh it's all fine and yeah. and you know poor poor then they've got covid isn't that just a little yeah. bit unlucky but our good chaps leading leading the country yeah. to victory uh, but it was I thought that was very telling, actually. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you were definitely being nudged. It was fairly yeah. subtle and fairly gentle yeah. for mainstream media. It was more subtle than they usually are. Uh, but it was definitely a nudge into thinking, well, maybe maybe this is not a good look. Maybe. And I keep noticing that I think they've turned on them. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I think it, uh, well, it, they're showing the beginnings of it and they expect it to accelerate if they continue with the trend. And, I mean, they have made a pig's ear and, and the only way Johnson's able to cope with it is by turning in both directions, by pretending to be a libertarian and, and dog-whistling dog people who are craving some sort of authoritarianism. And between them, they do a very good coordinated act on, in, in that manner. But it's, it's going to come home to roost. Yeah, because the, the poop... disaster is coming. It's going to be a massive, epic disaster in about, say, two or three months' time. And, uh, you know, how are the government going to look when they have to have another lockdown? <laughs> <laughs> you know, if, if it gets to the point where the hospitals have just collapsed, uh, even if the deaths are low, but if the people needing treatment well, just needed get more oxy- and more and more and they, they can't yeah. cope they're just going to have to and then you know then what are people still going to have faith in them then yeah. what if the I uh, think it is dwindling not fast enough their ability to, to survive you know and, and Teflon you know to come away with nothing sticking to them it just continues to astonish me and the ability of the public to keep giving them the benefit of the doubt astonishes me. But I think they might be at the beginning of the end in some ways. It's a pity it's just leaving a vacuum, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Savage, Savage Javid. Uh, and he's done us a favour just by showing us all the fucking contradictions. Yeah. And you can start looking for them in other places and you'll see them and, and you'll get a better understanding. Always look for the contradictions, folks. Just look for the contradictions within parties, within schisms, within factions, within groups of movers and shakers, within classes, within ideological groupings and congregations and all the rest of it. Look for the contradictions. And 
that way you find that, that, that things get exposed, the nature of things gets exposed. And this is a, a particularly good example, I, I think, of, of that, you know. And it's, it's like, it's, it's like the, the components of the contradiction are themselves contradictions. It's contradictions all the way down. And I, I felt quite pleased, even though it's been hard work trawling through the, uh, the bile of randyism, yeah. um, to to uh, to to or get get this window into where uh, Javid's mind, because he's so open about what his ideology is. It's like we can we can. There's loads of material about uh, objectivism and Rand and interviews and all the books, of course, and everything, so that you can really get a handle on. What is motivating him? Because the big thing about the whole sort of Tory saga over the last few years, it's like, what the fuck are they doing? Why are they doing that? It's like you just look at what they're doing and it just makes no sense and it's really confusing. Uh, and again, this, if I didn't know that he was a Randian and sort of understood what I understand now, I'd be looking at this, like, why get rid of masks when we know how effective they are? Yeah. What a stupid thing to do doesn't make any sense at all. Um, so it's nice to um, almost like have a little map now. It's like a little, I, I have my, 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 at least I have a Javid map. So whenever mm-hmm. he does these things, it's not confusing. It's like, oh yes, it's this is just in line with that kind mm. of crazy ideology he believes. Mm. Yeah, well, uh, he wants people to exercise their freedom, to be utterly selfish, because this is what really matters in the universe, and. Uh, asked the comment about being sick, you know, feeling not very well with the COVID. He says, well, the symptoms are not too bad. He has been vaccinated. He probably won't fall too ill. He Even said, if they were bad, I doubt he'd admit it. Yeah, he probably wouldn't admit it. He says, anyway, but he says, oh, well, the sim- symptoms are not too bad. He said, and, and you needn't bother to wear your masks, folks, anyway. It's great. It's fine. Don't wear your masks. You know, you can see, like, it's a symbol of, of the Randian selfishness, which, you know, selfishness is a virtue. That is the, the tenet. It's the one tenet. You can work everything out from that notion. Yeah. There are people in the world who believe that selfishness is, is, is the prime virtue. You know. And he's one of them. And he's got, he sits in a high office of state. As is as, as Dominic Raab, who also sits in a high, high office of state. He's the foreign secretary. If, if if you're not scared, you should be. You're not paying attention. <laughs> yeah. so, well, let's just hope that they've just gone too far this time. I mean, it is it is going to be awful. Uh, I, I can see nothing but darkness ahead, unfortunately, as a result of this decision. And uh, it's going to be firmly on their shoulders and the blood's going to be on their hands. And let's just yeah. hope everyone can actually realise that this time. Of course, some people will love them for it. Uh, just another piece of advice, since I took it upon myself to advise you about the examination of contradictions in any situation you stare at. But it's also, when it comes to these politicians, to, to not underestimate how utterly morally deprived they are. You know, don't, don't think they're kind of nice people who are a bit, a bit misled. There is real moral depravity at the, the heart of our politics. And uh, lives are disposable. And in the modern situation, I was going to say it's not that obvious, but it is that obvious. And your life is disposable. 
And it's people like this who sent young men in, in their thousands and hundreds of thousands over the trenches to be shot and just calculated 100,000 will die today and we'll move forward afoot. World War One, World War Two, the moral depravity of concentration camps. Iraq, the moral depravity of, of completely destabilising a region on trumped-up charges of which our government was a party. Do not underestimate it. Your life you, is disposable from their point of view. And don't be tempted by the, the, the manners and the, maybe the sense of humour and the clown act of Johnson into thinking there's anything other than utter moral depravity working through these arseholes. Yeah, at best, you're just a unit of labour. Yeah. And uh, at worst, they oh, yeah. just uh, they just want you gone. Yeah. Like, for instance, well, the, uh, the, <laughs> the clinically vulnerable people are just being tossed tossed out yeah. to die, really, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. The, the advice is to, well, maybe don't go near someone who isn't vaccinated, maybe, and, and, and do that. Because, of course, everyone's wearing a big sign saying, I'm vaccinated yeah. or I'm not vaccinated, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh, and the other thing, of course, is that all this is to save the economy, but... Uh, it's going to be trashed anyway by the stupid, tra- like, well, stupid one, thing they're doing. 1.5 million people are in isolation for 10 days, yeah. so they're not working, no, are they? No, they're, they're not delivering the school meals or yeah, the or the yeah. post or... Emptying keep, the bins or keeping the supermarket shelves yeah, yeah, full, you know, and delivering food, no? So, so their answer to that is, oh, the, the app is too strong, we'll, repro- we'll, we'll tweak the algorithm so it's not just strong. So, OK, so that means you must, you're calculating for some more infections then. Anyway, I think we should, uh, we should <laughs> stop... Well, I don't, that's, that's a good dose of uh, indignation for you there. <laughs> well, well, I mean, I well, suppose... We've been, we've been steamed up about this for well, days. As well, we, as well really? as the moral depravity, the, the other thing you need to consider is the sheer incompetence. None of these people are that bright. Yeah. If they're followers of Randianism, they're definitely they're not that bright. They're definitely not bright, no. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, we're going to love you and leave you. And yeah. Thank you for, li- <laughs> thank you for listening. Have, I hope you, I hope you have a nice day and we'll be, having a bit of sunshine where you are. Yeah, and we'll be back soon. We've got many things on the anvil. Yeah, we'll, I mean, it'd be we'll, interesting just to see where we're up to in, uh, say, four or five weeks' time, where yeah. Chris Whitty says things will be a lot worse. So <laughs> we'll see how worse they are by then. Anyway, I uh, hope everyone found that interesting and we'll speak to you again soon. <laughs>